Hello everybody, it's like Friendly Neighborhood INFP, and today we have a lovely guest. We've got Joyce over from uh, her channel Type Talks that she does, uh, which she interviews a bunch of lovely uh, people across the MBTI, MBTI spectrums. I almost said MBTIs, but that's my thing. Um, she does a bunch of stuff over, she does wonderful uh, work, she interviews... Um, pretty much any 16 personality type person she can get her hands on and has lovely discussions with them. Highly suggest you work them out. Not work them out. Watch them. The reason she's here today is the topic of this video, which I'm sure you guys clicked on it because you saw the thumbnail uh, or the title. It doesn't really matter. Um, it is what type is Gary V? And before we go into it, I just want to mention that I tried bringing myself into the mindset of Gary V, and I did a personality test as if I was Gary V, and I ended up with ENFP, but I'm pretty sure had I known uh, some of the questions a little more, had I like been able to know which ones were like a little bit more certain, I likely would have ended up with ESFP, which is what we are actually going to be talking about. Um, so... Uh, the first thing is, is that a lot of people tend to mistype him as an ENFJ and, um, Joyce, you have a lot more, uh, experience with the ENFJ side of things. So if you could like explain why they think he is an ENFJ. Yeah, perhaps the SE is pretty apparent there. So I think maybe people entertain possibly ENFP, but they realize he has no NE because he doesn't generate possibilities at all. <laughs> so they, the next possible option they go to is ENFJ because it's like, oh yeah, he would make a great cult leader. That strong FE is very convincing. He can, like Gary Vee talks about how he can convince anyone to do what he wants, which sounds like what an ENFJ would say. Um, or like our image of an ENFJ, right? But the thing is, he has a lot of qualities indicative of SE, strong, even like SE Dom. So I, I'm seeing ESFP with Gary Vee, and I know it's an unpopular opinion, but perhaps in this video we can explain it a little further. Something... <laughs> Something Gary Vee talks about a lot is how much energy he has. He does more than anyone else. He has endless energy. That's what he describes himself as. Mm -hmm. And when I hold panels, the type most likely to say that is the ESFPs. The ESFPs will say, we work harder than anyone else. It's the SE and the TE. It's really strong and it just keeps knocking out to-do list items. And so he's a workaholic. Mm -hmm. And I would say his brand specific of workaholic sounds like the ESFPs that I interview. Yeah, and uh, one of like the interesting things about him is because like I've watched a lot of um, videos where I've had to type ENFPs and ESFPs, the two types that seem to be like in a lot of cartoons or TV shows who tend to have the highest amounts of energy will either fall into the category of ESFP or ENFP. And um, when I was watching Gary V, he is, he doesn't um, go into, like a lot of people will say, well, if you watch the interviews, if you, if you watch when he talks to other people, 
And I have watched the interviews. I've watched the interviews to the point where in one of the more recent ones, he stated when he was looking behind the guy that he's checking out everything that is going on. His mind is in a constant state of chaos and he wants to like know everything that is presently going on, everything that is presently around him, everything that he can be in the moment aware of. And for him, he has to practice being focused versus what he states as his preferred um, state of being, which is in a state of case. Like he would much rather be in a state of chaos than be always focused. You know, I'm, I'm all over the place. That's why I Same. do the impressions. I bet, really? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm very, I can be focused when I'm like building a business, but like, I'm the worst. I also, on my podcast, I'm terrible. I cut off the person 740. I mean, my fans like want to punch me in the face when I'm like doing, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm quite creative in, in a lot of ways that I didn't realize as a kid because I, I all the creative energy went into business and that didn't seem creative back then. Back to your earlier point of your dad and all, like that, like creativity and I, like the word entrepreneur didn't even exist. I was going to be a businessman and that, that seemed like money and money didn't seem like creative or art or things of that nature. But like, yeah, I mean, I, I have like six thoughts right now. I'm like thinking about your Ghostbuster figures. I was pumped to see Plastic Man in the background. Like, <laughs> I'm like thinking about the Hogan figure. I'm thinking about some of your impressions that I've loved. Like, like was I mad? Cause I saw that in, before Jets game that was bad. Like, it's amazing how many places in 13 seconds your brain can actually go. Yeah, and that, see, well, I would not have thought that at all. See, I would have thought you were extremely focused. You know, I, I, I did, uh, what got me into I call the internet- it, I call it controlled chaos. I'm focused when, when I'm on a, I can be micro-focused, but I'm, I'm macro most happy in chaos. And the thing that I know about ENFJs is they are a lot more focused. They're a lot more, um, interested in you as a, like a person they're trying to help you find meaning or they're trying to find meaning in the things that you do why is it that you're doing it let's help let's explore your inner self and why like gary v doesn't care about any of that he cares about you being individualistic he cares about you being authentic he cares about you doing you in whatever practical purpose that it is ENFJ will give you something more abstract. Gary Vee is very focused on the practical. Yeah, he even mentions in his interviews that I only care about the practical. People these days, they, they aren't practical enough. And I try to make things as practical as possible, which is indicative of a sensing preference. Like yeah. turning everything into something you can apply and use. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, like, and then a lot of people will... Um, I don't know why... But, like, a lot of people seem to who, uh, link uh, empathy with fee. Uh, they're like, oh, well, he talks about empathy a lot. That must mean he's a fee user. I'm like, so fi users don't use empathy? Like, fi users are incapable of empathy? Fi users don't talk about empathy? I'm like, am I, am I assuming that you're associating all the things that go along with empathy only on fee? Or is it just feelers in general? And, uh, and he, he, uh, I can't, I couldn't find the video. But I remember watching a video a while back like i think like a year or so back if you people like can find the video i'm talking about uh he actually mentions where he had to learn empathy 
Uh, he had to learn to actually care about other people, like past himself doing what he felt was right. Um, I can't find that video, but I do remember it was, I believe, in one of his Daily Vs where he talked about it. And uh, the other part of that is that this was a guy who, he did what felt good. He constantly talks about, as a kid, doing what felt good, which is, to me, every time you hear an ESFP talk, even more so than ESTPs, like, both sides can be, like, seen as hedonistic, but uh, ESFPs a little more because they want to do what feels good. They, so for Gary Vee, that was going to people's uh, houses and plucking up their flowers and then selling it back to them. That was him knocking on every single door to try and sell them something, anything, because that's what felt good, that's what he knew, that's what he liked doing. And it wasn't him being like, does society care about what I'm doing? Is this actually right? Is this? He didn't care about any of that. All he cared about was, does this feel good to me? Even though I didn't have stuff, even though I was, I just was in my own head. I knew exactly who I was. But the thing that I was willing to do was I was willing to work. And the thing that my parents taught me was not to dwell, not to cry about it. I didn't have shit. When I, when I rolled up on my mom when I was nine, when Nintendo was popping, because when it first broke, I was like, Mom, I need Nintendo. She's like, good, go get it. And so I shoveled snow and I ripped people's flowers out of their yard and sold it back to them, <laughs> which is my favorite one. Yeah, it's interesting. So AJ Drenth, he has function nicknames. Mm -hmm. He's the creator of Personality Junkie. And his nickname for FI is actually empathizing. Mm. So empathy can exist within an FI user. I find that they tend to give less, uh, l less of a weight on other people's opinions. So yeah. a lot of FI yeah. users will go like, Sometimes don't listen to the crowd if the crowd is stupid. Now, just listen to your heart. You know, listen to what feels right to you. Listen to what's true to you. And Gary Vee is very good at canceling out the crowd opinion. You know, actually like the FE values in order to follow what feels right to him. Very individualistic. <laughs> and like the one of the things that... Um... He has, like, if you watch his motivational talks, if you watch his interviews, if you watch the questions people ask him, you'll often hear him say, F your parents, don't do what your parents think, screw society, don't care about what society thinks, uh, F your teachers, F your spouse, F your this, F your that, like, don't care about them, just do you. Do what is authentically you. Try your own, like, try at your own thing. And I feel like that is such a fi thing to be like, okay, if it's not in your value system, don't care about it. And, like, that's that, like, that brings also the point where, like, when um, he was asked, why do you swear all the time? Uh, he's, like, especially, like, by, I think it was, like, by a teacher or something. And he's like, because that's my mindset. Like, I don't care what you guys think. I'm still going to swear because that is how I view myself being the most authentic. Why do you curse so much? For a guy who doesn't need to. Because I only believe in authenticity. It's how I talk. Like, when I think about do I care about my employees, it feels more like in my brain and my heart and my soul, do I give a fuck about my employees more than do I care about my employees. That's how my, that's from my brain and heart to my mouth. I... I'm willing to deal with the ramifications of me being my full self. Do you curse at home? A ton. 
In front of your kids? Yep. I'm just not devastated to go into my fourth grade like teacher and, and Mrs. Thompson's like, you have a real problem. I'm like, what's that Mrs. Thompson? Your daughter curses. I just don't see that as a real problem. Me and Mrs. Thompson just don't see the world the same way. Again, I'm the byproduct of Mrs. Thompson telling me my whole life that I would be a failure. Mrs. Thompson thought that a D in science was going to be my downfall, just like she thinks saying fuck is her downfall. I don't agree. Absolutely, yeah. He kind of doesn't really care about other people thinking what they think. It's kind of like an FE user. Uh, in, in Personality Hacker, one of the lessons they taught us about FE is there was this ESFJ that they were demonstrating and she was planning for her wedding and for everything this ESFJ would look at, she would go like, well, will Rachel like this? Will my mom like this? Will this person like this? So FE is a lot about scanning other people's values and kind of seeing what they they like or dislike about mm-hmm. it. But it seems like Gary, does, Gary V doesn't care what you like or dislike. <laughs> he cares about what resonates with with him what right. makes sense to his inner value system and like not only that but like he has mentioned that he does care about the consumer um in the sense that he cares about what you want he cares about mm-hmm. how he can get your attention he cares about what he can do to attract your eye over to whatever it is that he is doing or whatever it is he is saying uh he cares about you you, he doesn't care about you as a whole as to what should we do as a society. He doesn't care about that. But what he does care about is how can I market this? How can I utilize this? How can I move this to a place where they either become their authentic selves and do what they should be doing to help them get to a better place and become happy? But he does not care about, okay, well, let's talk about your feelings. And he has uh, stated before that um, one of his lines is also, screw your feelings. Nobody cares about your feelings. Um, (laughs) Which is like sometimes what you'll hear from a lot of thinkers. But I, as a Phi user, have also had that like, like literally nobody cares about your feelings. Especially when you're in the real world trying to do stuff. Things aren't based on feelings, and one of the things that Gary, I can't, um, I can't remember which video it was. Um, it was in another Daily V video. Uh, he said that in business there is no room for emotion. Passion, yes, but no room for emotions. And I feel like a fee user wouldn't go that far as to say there is no room for emotions. Whereas I, as a fi user, am, I would be more focused on what are you passionate about? Mm. Yeah, fe users would care about the emotions. It's all about the emotions. It's about moving the emotions. With fi, fi tends to care about trying to make you the USTU. And that's what Gary V's message is always about. How can we get you to be the USTU? Oh yeah, you, you screw, like, so I screw you to your family, screw you to anyone telling you otherwise. Yeah, anyone trying to all noise. Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, Gary V, when he tweeted some tweets, he talked about how uh, he says, don't think, like, I don't like to think, I, I don't like to know. I just like to do it. 
he he literally said that and i'm like that's so se he just likes to do it (laughs) he doesn't like to overthink things at all no like he um one of the things he mentioned like a lot of people will say well he's he's got to be intuitive because he predicted instagram being bought out by facebook he predicted tiktok becoming popular he predicted all these other things like i watched one of his interviews where like somebody asked him what app should i pay attention to and he's like you should focus on musically and as we know musically is what eventually became tiktok and gary v only knew that because he was in it he tried it he was playing with it and he's like hey if i find this fun if i find this interesting then so will these other people and if i was a business like facebook what would i do oh yeah i would buy uh instagram but it wasn't this whole okay i'm i'm out of it I am going to predict things from things I don't know. It it was none of that. He had to, a lot of the times you'll hear from perceivers, like even um, ENFPs, INFPs, uh, any perceiver ever, they will state how they have to be in the moment to come up with the ideas, to do the things that they're doing, to move along the path. Like they don't predict beforehand. They have to be in that moment of the ideas being generated, which is probably why it's like difficult for like some INTPs to make choices because they're in that moment and they're like, okay, there's a lot of choices I can make. I don't know which one is like the most logically uh, based thing that I could do here, or I don't know what I should do here. And INFPs, when they're in that moment, they're like, okay, well, what what do I feel strongly towards? Like when I go to a McDonald's or a fast food joint, it's like, okay, what do I feel like eating? What is like, what is like true to me at this point? Uh, what is, what is guiding my emotions to the area? And for Gary V, it's like these cards are good because this is what I know. This is who I like. I think this is going to be a great market because he he was brought up in the market. He helped his dad with his wine library and wine business. Um, he focused on all of that, and it was basically him being like, okay, what feels right here? What is the thing I'm going to do? What are, what are my, what do I do? And he's like, okay, well, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to move along. Like, yes, he wanted to create a media company, but I don't think that was like some nigh long-term, uh, I think his long-term thing for the media company came secondary to him being like, let's start a media company. We'll figure out the future later on. Absolutely. And a lot of people who have NI in general, whether it's first, second, third, or fourth, they like to actually make predictions. And so that's why Gary Vee makes predictions. I even have the ESFPs that I talk to late at night. They'll predict what stocks will go up and they'll tell me. Or they'll like, Joyce, invest into that stock. Yeah. And they'll tell me like, the things that they've tried or the reason why. The thing is, when SE is higher up, you can trace back why you predict what you predict. Yeah. So with ESFPs and ESTPs, they'll they'll tell you that NI Insight, but there was some tangible reason for why they got to that. So like Samuel said, Gary Vee probably tried out Musical.ly and that's how he knew that it would become popular because he saw 
how he liked it. And so how, and he projected that into the future. And so that of course it's going to be popular depend like seeing how much he liked it. And so with ESFPs, they can also predict very far ahead, but it's based on SE real time data of yeah. them trying it. It's like them being in the present. Like, um, one of the things was that, uh, when I was watching him, like when he made the uh, prediction of uh, Luka Doncic going up, people thought, "Oh, well, he's got he he's like behind him and being like all that because like Luka Doncic in the basketball terms, like people who know card trading, which I've kind of like gotten into and like started learning all that." Uh, Gary V is like very big into that, but. He looks at the card, he looks at the player, he sees what's going on, he sees the plays that they're making, and he's like, that person's going to be big. And, like, a lot of people seem to think, well, that must mean high nigh. That must mean he has auxiliary nigh. And from when I've dealt with, like, nigh users and ENFPs, they seem, or not ENFPs, ENFJs, and um, they seem more... Um, What's the word? Like, in a, in a weird sense, they seem a little more otherworldly. Like, some kind of spiritual leader in some weird... Like, even in business, it is so weird because they're like, let me help you find your path. Let me help you. And it's like, and it's like so abstract and so out there. And it's like such a nigh thing of like just looking into it and being like, what are the things that we can do in this abstract sense of whatever it is that helps you along your way? Meanwhile, Gary Vee is like, go out and sell something, you dick. Like, mm -hmm. that is literally his mindset. Go to a garage sale, pick something up, do some research, sell it. You'll become happy that way. Like, bam, mm -hmm. practical, there is no abstract, you could go and do it tomorrow, it's there, it's like present day, what you can do now. It's not some five-year plan, it's not some 10-year plan, it's not some 20-year plan, it's, you could do this now, and you will grow through those years, like, start your YouTube channel now, start your podcast now, start your things now, start creating content now, don't worry about growing, like, this is Gary Vee's thing, don't worry about growing like this, but start it now, and eventually you will grow, um, but the purpose is, do it now, um, with, I don't think an ENFJ will necessarily be like, you must do it right now, all periods of the day, spend all hours on it, go, 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 which is typically the mentality Gary V tends to have. Yeah, with SE Doms, you'll see this huge thought to action mentality. It's like, okay, you have a thought now, then do it now. If you have a thought about starting a podcast, just do it, like just start it. Mm -hmm. Because SE Doms, they don't like to plan, so they like to not let things stack up because they're like, well, if you put it off, then you'll forget about it. You know, just like an any Dom, like, ENFPs, the reason why they say ideas right away is because they're afraid they'll forget about it right after. Mm -hmm. Same thing is with SE DOMs, except they're afraid that you won't act if you don't do it right away. And so they'll go like, do it now. No, 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 no. Because if you don't, it'll stack and then you will never do it. And mm -hmm. so SE fears stagnation. SE is all about movement. Let's keep the movement and momentum going. 
Yeah, and um, like one of the things that uh, like which is like very big as to what Gary Vee is like, he does not stop. Like I don't know how the man has as much energy as he has, but he he, he keeps going, and when uh, like not even that like when it came, comes to scheduling things, um, he mentioned that he hates scheduling. He just wants to go. He he leaves it to somebody else to do the scheduling for him. Because he's so bad at scheduling things himself. Yoli asks, before you had an assistant, how did you structure your day? Yoli, first of all, I just want to, to tell you I appreciate all the interaction. Thanks for being a uh, supporter of the Ask Gary Vee Show. By the way, back to the last question. The middle is dangerous. Uh, Pre-assistant. <laughs> I mean, it was a disaster. I was such a bad person. People, you know, I had this power position at Wine Library where I was one of the biggest wine buyers in the world, or definitely in the U.S. in the world. And uh, and not that it got to my head, but I was like, look, somebody could wait 15 minutes or 20 minutes if I'm like, you know, finishing up this meeting. They're here to sell me. So I, I kind of took the you know the buyer's approach mentality to that. But what was bad was I would triple book people. Like literally, I used to be like on the floor at 11:30 in the morning helping somebody with, you know, a big selection for a party. And I'd see like somebody walk in and be like, oh yeah, that's right, I have a meeting with Craig. And I'd be like, yeah, and you should try this Pinot Noir. And then I'd be like, oh crap, why did Frank just come in? That's right, I have a meeting with Frank, and I think it's at the same time. That's bad. Let me figure out what I'm gonna do. And by the way, you need a little cheese for your party. Why did Sally just walk in? Holy crap, I'm triple booked. And this would happen a lot. And it was complete chaos. It was disorganized. Uh, it wasn't efficient. And it was piss poor. And like a lot of people were like, well, look at how set up he is. Look at how well organized he is. Look at how, it's like, he's not the one who did that. He got other people who could do that for him. He found the pe he found what he was weak in and found the people who can manage his time, manage his space, organize things, do the things that he can't. He wants to be out there talking to people. And oh, that's another thing. ESFPs, um, like ESFJs, I think those two, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Joyce, uh, ESFPs and ESFP, uh, ESFJs tend to be the most social of the MBTI types. At least from what I, like, have seen. Yeah, that is true. Agreed. Like, the ENTJs and the ENFJs, they're actually long-term planners. Whereas the SE DOMs are immediate doers. So, uh, one way you can tell the difference between the ESFP and the ENFJ is how far they're looking in terms of their actions. If they need to immediately do everything, if there's a sense of immediacy, it's more likely an SE DOM. If there's a willingness to kind of like chill, lay back for a little bit, more likely to actually be an ENFJ. Yeah, and Gary V is not about uh, chill and lay back and let things um, like just flow and like, oh, you don't need to rush it. Like, no, jump into it now. Jump in it into it yesterday. You should have been doing this yesterday. You, you shouldn't, like, I think I remember one of his talks was like, you shouldn't even be in my talk. You should have been doing this yesterday. You shouldn't have even come here. Like, you should have been doing this now. And, like, the things that he says start now so that he can build, so that it goes into, like, the bigger picture. Like, I think it's him being, um coming into, or not maybe not coming into, but like having a healthy relationship with his Nye, that knowing that, hey, if I start now, 
in the future it will go to where I want it to be. Um, if I like start doing all the things that I want to do, if I start posting a hundred pieces of content each day, if I start posting all of this, uh, then, and like doing everything now, then in the future, it will start growing and being like things. But like with an ENFJ, it's like, well, okay, let's figure out what it is you want to do. Let's plan a lot of planning is involved from what I've seen from ENFJs. It's like, okay, let's sit down. Let's plan this out. Let's see where you want to go. Let's see how this feels to you. Where are your emotions in this thing that you're trying to do? Uh, do you feel okay with doing this thing? They want to see your mindset. They want to see where you are. They don't, like, yes, they will tell you that, yes, you should go and do that, but only after you figured out the steps, the plans, uh, the area, whether it feels right for you, whether you can find meaning in it, whether it's your actual path, whether you will find joy and happiness in it. There's all these questions that an ENFJ will ask before they, at least from what I understand, before they jump into um, going like, yes, they may start it right away, but they're still asking those questions, still asking those plans, still seeing what structure they can base around it before they go full into it. Whereas from what I've seen with Gary V, it's start it now, plan things later. Start it now, figure it out later. The important thing is to start, not to uh, dwindle or procrastinate or plan, just start. And then figure the stuff out. Yeah. You can see with Gary V, there's an obvious impatience. And he doesn't like it when people are too slow. And that is a huge theme with SE doms. The biggest complaint you will hear SE doms saying about other people is that they are not they're not fast. Mm -hmm. It's always speed. There's a need for speed with SE. So it's like you're not going fast enough. SE users tend to think that other people are moving way slower than they are. Everyone has slower reflexes. Everyone is slower with taking action. Everyone is slower with just doing it. And so as an SE Dom, I could see Gary V having that impatience because of that intolerance of slowness that mm -hmm. every SE Dom I have knows. And, and, <laughs> I like, and like the thing, like the reason why I don't see him as an ENFP, which is can view be seen as very similar to ESFPs. Like a lot of the times the two of them can get very confused and very difficult to type, especially when, if they both have the same amount of energy. But the one thing with a ENFP is that they won't necessarily complete their projects. Um, they won't, they, they like the idea of brainstorming more than they like the idea of what can we put into practice right now. And Gary Vee will brainstorm, but his he, he doesn't want to spend too much time, I feel, on doing... I haven't seen many of his brainstorming sessions because everything I've seen is like, what can I help you with? How can we get you there? Right? Like his brainstorming is what can, how fast can we get you on your path that you want to go to right now? Whereas an ENFP and an INFP brainstorming, I'm speaking as an INFP. One of the things that I would love doing, and I know ENFPs would love doing, is just sitting down and the entire day, that's all you're doing is brainstorming. 
Gary V doesn't want to waste that time brainstorming. He finds it counterproductive. So he wants to figure out what it is you're looking for, how can we get you there, and then send you on your way. Absolutely. One of the questions to figure out in any DOM or in any user sometimes is, do you like brainstorming just because you like brainstorming? Mm -hmm. And they do, because ideating is very fascinating to any users. Going through all the possibilities, seeing how far you can twist an idea is very, very, it, it, it fills them up. This is what energizes ENFPs. Whereas Gary V, like his tweets say, I don't like to think. I don't mm -hmm. like to take too much time to think. It's a waste of time. Yeah. And he just he, he goes, he goes with the flow. He, he, he just does. <laughs> Yeah. He's, he's like um, he's like the extroverted um, because this is why I believe Bruce Lee was a ISFP because he has this don't think feel um, that was one of his things like you're thinking too much you're thinking too much don't think feel and that is such a ISFP um, statement uh, and with like Gary V it's that but on steroids. Like, a lot of steroids. It's like, just juice it up and zoom. There goes Gary V. And he is uh, very interested in, um, like, one of the crazy things is that he does, and I don't even think a knee user would necessarily do it, at least I haven't seen a knee user do it, is how many things they do. Like, he will have a talk on the same day he does 50 other things i don't think an enfj or enfj or enfp would be like okay yes after this talk i'm going to do all these crazy other 50 things like even on the plane when he's relaxing Gary V is looking at market. He's looking at eBay. He's looking at what makes him happy. His relaxing is going on to eBay and seeing what's selling. It's going on to Amazon and seeing what's selling. It's looking at the sports cards and like all of that and seeing where things are. It's looking at his team. Like he, like he said that he doesn't, aside from sports, he doesn't really watch much television because he's always going. Like that's the, like one of the very few luxuries he allows himself is to watch sports on his downtime and even on his downtime he'll be tweeting or doing posting something while he is watching that show or those sports or even if he does like whatever time go to the movies he will still like pull out like i think one of the things that would annoy or probably annoys gary v is that the movie theater is like don't be on your cell phone because Gary Vee, for me, very much feels like the guy who, when watching the movie, they'd be on their cell phone constantly texting. <clears throat> and that, that just seems like, like the doer mentality just seems like so much more C to me than um, F.E. Like, F.E. is more concerned about, like, yes, they will do stuff. Like, ESFJs. I'm sure you're well, they do a lot, but they do it on the benefit of their community, on the benefit of their family, on the benefit as to how society should see them and what is right in terms of the societal structure. Um, whereas with Gary Vee, he doesn't really care about 
the societal rules. He will break those rules if he can. He will put earplugs in and ignore you in a social setting because he'll be listening to something while listening to you while being on his phone at the same time. And when he hears something interesting, then he'll perk up, say something to you, move back to... Like, he's always in the process of movement. And that is... I've seen that more in ESFPs and to some degree ESTPs is this, they don't like stillness. Like my dad, mm -hmm. who is an ISTP, yeah. always has to be doing something. Either it's something on the computer, working on the deck, working on his wood, wor um, woodwork, working on fixing the fence, working on something. He always has to be doing something. Like maybe it's not as fast as Gary V. It's not as fast as an ESTP, but he always has to be spending his time doing something. And, like, even when yeah. he's relaxing and watching, t like, uh, TV or Netflix or whatever, he is still in the process of, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing, this is my rest period, or... But, like, it's still that he always... Like, taking away his tools would be, like, in an essence, killing part of, part of him. And mm -hmm. for Gary Vee, taking away his phone would be, in essence, killing a part of him. Because his phone, to him, is so vital in what he does and the content that he posts and the people that he reaches. And, like, even when he goes to garage sales, when he watch Trash Talk with Gary Vee, uh, he doesn't wait till he gets home. And, oh, and this is another bit where um, the fee versus the fi argument comes in. Is if I, I feel like a fee user wouldn't open up eBay and start looking through the prices right in front of the person they bought the item from. Which is exactly what Gary V did. And the person's like, hey, can you at least do this somewhere else so that I don't, like, learn how much I've lost? And I feel like a fee, like, yeah, he was like, oh, right, sorry. But he was so focused on making the sale and figuring out how much money he was getting. The person was secondary. What felt good to him in the moment came first. Um, and I feel like as a FI user myself and like a dominant FI user, it's very much on, um, because I don't like necessarily do things in the same way that like an ESFP will was like what feels good or whatever. But like for me, it's like, what is me? What is individualistic? What is myself? And I will be thinking about myself first which has annoyed my sister, who is an INTP, and has annoyed my family, because I will go to places and do things that I feel like, okay, well, yeah, I can go and do this. This is me. This is obviously, like, this is part of who I am. And they're like, well, you could have asked us if we wanted, like, something too. And, like, it was only until they told me, and then those value sets, I'm like, okay, yeah, family's important. I should ask them. But, like, the first thing came is who am I in this moment? And for Gary Vee, it's like, what feels good to me in this moment? And how can I keep moving in this moment? And for, I don't know how it is for you INFJs who have uh, Nye first, but like, I don't think you're going to be going to like say like with your family or whatever i don't know how it is for you but like say you're going to a fast food place i don't think your first instinct is like okay i'm only going to care about myself first and then the others later i think 
at least from what I when I worked with another INFJ, I don't know how it is for you, but when I worked with another INFJ, they're like, okay, what does everybody else want? Mm-hmm. And let's focus on what everybody else wants. Let's look at this from the outside looking in. Okay, everybody else wants this. We're going to go here. Whereas a Phi user, especially like somebody like Gary V, who would probably be a lot more brash about it than I would, although I can be fairly stubborn as well. Uh, if he doesn't want to go to that place, he simply won't. He'll like, I'll meet with you guys later. I've got other stuff to do. I'll, I'll be going over there. I'll be back later. And then we'll go over there, do a bunch of stuff, come back, and then he'll sit with you. But he's going to go and do his own thing first. Yeah. When he was checking the prices of the item in front of the person, that is really tactless and a lack of social norms or awareness of social contracts between people, which and the social dynamic and the social narratives that Effie so naturally cares about. It, it's like definitely not Effie Dom from that. Yeah. <laughs> and like, so like basically telling the teacher, I don't really care about what the school systems is. I'm going to swear anyways. And then, like, checking the price. Like, he wasn't, like, directly in front of the person. But it's like, you have your garage sale on one side of the street. And you see the other person go to the other side of the street. And they start going on to their phone, checking the item. And you can still see your item from the other side. Like, it's not like they've gone to where you can't see them. They're still within earshot. And so, and especially if you know who the person is. Because the seller knew who Gary V was. And, like, that's why they're like, hey, can you, like, GTFO so that I don't learn what I've lost? Yeah, and Samuel, when, when you're talking about how he'll check the trends on eBay, an understated quality of SE DOMs is that they love to see trends around them in the physical environment mm-hmm. or on their phone or in real time in the present moment trends. All of my ESFP and ESTP friends, when we're alone, what they'll talk about is all the present moment trends they're seeing around them. And that's a huge SE DOM thing. My brother will tell me, he's an ESTP, he'll tell me every trend around him happening. And he'll say, Joyce, be more aware of what's around you in the present moment. See all of that. And Gary Vee is all about when he's not talking to you, he's checking the trends of the present moment on his phone. And like, not only that, but like, Um, If there's something that he's interested in and he sees it behind you, like, so for example, if Gary V was talking to me right now, he would see the uh, Pokemon cards I have behind me and he would start asking me questions about those Pokemon cards immediately. Are you selling this? Is this for your own personal thing? Are you doing this? Are you just collecting? Are you selling them on eBay? Are you sending it for grading? Like, what are you doing with those cards behind you? What do you want to do with those cards behind you? I just find the cards that, like, like, and especially if you tell Gary v that you've gotten into pokemon collecting or whatever collecting because you listen to one of his talks he's going to zoom in on that and he's going to be like okay let's talk stop and talk about that for a moment like he's not going to stay on subject of whatever he's like as soon as he meets something else like okay no that's an interesting subject let's talk about that right now yeah if the se or ne doms or people who have that high up they'll switch topics really often in conversation so with an esfp like gary vanderchuk he'll switch topics to whatever interests him at that moment so if he sees something in your background that will interest him he'll quickly shift the topic into that which is more of an se in the present what he's noticing type of thing yeah and like especially if you're like asking him questions of like hey how can i get more money like okay well 
let's look at your Pokemon cards. What are you doing with that? It's like, are do you have a podcast? Do you have a YouTube channel? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Like, what are like what are you doing with that? Like, how much do you like it? How much research have you done into it? And what are you going to do with it? Like, he's very in the moment, very practical, very let's uh, get you to a place where you're not tearing your hair out trying to figure out an abstract thing and i know like talking to you on your type talks especially when i've been around other infps or even like with the intj panel that we did recently um the uh the thing is like with knee users and you've noticed this quite a bit is that we will shift like you will try and bring up a topic and we will find possibility of possibility of idea of idea of idea. And the topic will jump from one point to the other because that topic will lead to another topic, which will lead to another topic, which will lead to another topic. And it will just spiral out of control because you're jumping from one interesting idea over to the next. And mm -hmm. one, of the, um, one of the most hilarious comments I got very recently was uh, when I was talking to an ENFP over the possibilities of um, a character in a game uh, when we were talking about ideas and possibilities and theorizing, which we spent hours doing, um, when the people woke up, because this was late at night, and when the people woke up and saw what we had been discussing, discussing they were like, what were you guys smoking last night and can we have some? Because that's how our theorize it sounds. It can sound very much like we're very high in the moment, but we're just high off of the ideas. And whereas, like with an ESFP and to some degree an ESTP, uh, there's that joke in uh, South Park where it's like, "Oh, well, they're just high off of life." You guys, check it out. It's Kenny. Isn't that great? He's just getting high on life. Yeah. He's getting really high on life. <laughs> and I think that's Gary V in a nutshell. He's high off of life. He's high off of living in the present moment and seeing where that leads him. Is he going to have uh, some kind of negative whatever? Yes. But at the same time, he's like, okay, this is a learning opportunity. Um, speaking of which, um, I don't know how fee users tackle this. I know how uh, Gary V tackles it. I know how Phi users tackle it, usually self-degradation. Um, mm -hmm. How do you and other fee users handle when, like, do you see failure as a learning opportunity? Or, like, how would a fee user look at failure? That's more of an SC Dom type of thing. Gary V takes a very trial and error approach. He's like, just try a podcast, see what doesn't work, see what works, and then try again, which is a very SC Dom. You, you trip, you fall, you learn, you keep experiencing, you learn by doing, you learn right. through the hands-on experience, which is very SC. Yeah. Another thing that's very SC about him is he tries to make the most of the present moment. And that's super SC. All his tips is like how to TE, tips on how to make the most out of the SE present moment. <laughs> yeah. And well, like, like in contrast to that, like how would fee like go about that? Like in that, like say similar situation, uh, you've both like, uh, you've, you've seen a person fail. Gary V is like, okay, learning experience, move on. A fee user, 
would do what, for example? We check in with people. How are you feeling about this? How are you? How is this processing within you? And how can I incorporate that into my decision making? So FE is all about checking in with you so that it can consider you while making its decisions as best as humanly possible. Whereas I think F Gary Vee kind of sees that as an afterthought or yes. a non-thought. Yeah, <laughs> like it's either an afterthought or he doesn't think about it at all. Um, mm -hmm. Like, so from what I'm getting from this, like with fee users, uh, dominant or auxiliary, uh, if you were to fail at something, you, I'm guessing you're going to be going to other people and getting their input like, hey, was it really my fault? Is there something I could do better? Uh, where did I screw up? You're going to be getting input from others before you, I guess, move on? Yeah, because you want to be able to make sure that they're respected in the process of making the decision. You don't want to move on until you check in with everyone who could be affected by it. And like, I know with like uh, myself as a dominant Phi user, it's, I made a terrible error. And I think ENFPs to have it to like some lesser degree where it's like, I, we have made a terrible error. We can never be redeemed from this. We need to go alone and process this information as to how we're such terrible people. Uh, we're going to go and cry about it or going to go in and sulk about it or whatever emotion comes up, angry, whatever, rage about it, play a rage game. I don't know. Uh, and we're going to go essentially somewhere isolated isolated we are going to figure out our emotions we are going to figure out what went wrong we are going to sleep it off and then we're going to go into like we don't talk to other people like my sister has to force me to talk to her when i screw up like by tooth and nail she has to drag me out of my solitary confinement to talk to me about where I screwed up because I would much rather be on my own listening to music or processing it on my own than like checking in with other people or getting up and moving like SE users will like because both ESFPs and ESTPs alike will brush themselves off. They don't have time to sit down, process things. They have to figure out where they screwed up fast and then move on. And whereas, yeah. whereas with like ENFPs and INFPs and I think even ISFPs, I don't know how ENTPs are when it comes to this, um, but I know for at least um, myself and others that I've witnessed, it's like, leave me alone. I will figure this out on my own. Maybe I have to sleep it off. Maybe I have to spend a week stewing in this, but I'll come back to it eventually. Um, and then like with you, with the fee users, it doesn't matter which fee users, they're going to be asking those around them, especially those who are like probably the closest to them. Hey, can I get your input on this? Hey, I'm going through this. Hey, can you help me with this? Hey, can you, so like your input matters to me. I want your input. I want to know how I can better myself. So I'm going to ask you all these questions and then, um, <laughs> Uh, Psy users are kind of similar, especially if they're... I don't know how... Because I know an ISFJ will ask the people around them. I don't know what an ISTJ would do. Um, oh, wait, no, they're Phi users. Never mind. They they do that by themselves. Um, but, like, uh, what's... Who am I? I did Nee, I did see, I did Fee. 
T. That's the one I'm looking for. How would T users, like you've talked to a lot more extroverted T users or thinkers, extroverted thinkers than uh, I have. How, like, have they mentioned, like, what they would do in that kind of scenario? Is it similar to, like, Gary V, where they pick themselves off and go along with it? Or, like, what do they do in that moment of failure? That's a good question. It would depend on the TE user. They tend to want to find what's most highest leverage if they're an ENTJ. So they would ask you, um, if you are with a subject matter expert, what you would do and try to take your external expertise okay. and try to incorporate it in what they're so doing. So basically they will try and take the expertise of somebody else and incorporate it into their things like, okay, if what I did didn't work, maybe what they did work and I saw what they did work. So I'm going to go and ask them about it. And then they move on with that. And yeah. that actually brings me to the um, an interesting uh, question because some people also think that Gary V is an ENTJ um, because they kind of see that kind of like workaholic energy that a lot of ENTJs can tend to have and even ESTJs to some uh, degree would also have that workaholic energy. So where would that contrast with Gary V's workaholic energy? I, I think that ENTJ is a better guess than ENFP or ENFJ. Like those are totally not possible at right. all. <laughs> hmm. How would that contrast with ESFP? That's a good question. Would you like to start it off, Samuel? <laughs> um, I feel, okay, so in the terms of um, ENTJs and ESTJs, I feel like, like, let's look at ENTJs because that's what people are Gary, uh, comparing Gary V to, some people, is that with an ENTJ is that they are still organized. They still have their long-term plans. They still have, mm -hmm. like, yes, they're, they're workaholics, but they're workaholicking to that plan that they've got going on, that level of money that they're trying to reach, that they have some sort of goal at the end. Gary Vee has changed his goals many times, but I feel like an ENTJ would have a singular goal that they're going after and working very hard to get. Like Gary Vee constantly states that he wants to buy the Jets. Not because he necessarily loves the Jets just because they're the Jets, but he loves them because they're the underdog. He's very much like, and then there was like another team that he wanted to get who was the underdog, and then they won a championship, and he's like, well, I don't care about them anymore. They're no longer the underdog. I'm no longer on their side. Uh, who's the next underdog? Oh, these guys? Okay, I'm going to go and support these guys because they're the underdog. He finds supporting the underdog very fascinating and interesting and personal to him, which is why he wants to buy the Jets, uh, which he has stated many times because they're the underdog. And I don't think an ENTJ would care about whether or not you're the underdog. If anything, I feel like ENT an ENTJ would have the opposite approach, where it's like, what's the best team? Okay, that's the best team. I want to buy them. And that's the goal I'm going to work towards. Yeah. FI higher up in the first or second slot cares about supporting the underdog because it sees everyone as an individual and it kind of wants to root for individuals that aren't yeah. being rooted for. FI can kind of be seen as an equalizer. So if you're too high up, they'll want to knock you down a few notches. And if you're too low, they want to bring you back up. So with underdogs, they kind of want to support underdogs, which would 
make way more sense. Yeah, like it would with, fit Gary V's uh, ESFP because yeah. like him being like the underdog and like wanting to like buy the team so he can make them not the underdog anymore. And like he would have gone for the other team. Um, I can't remember which team it was. Um, might have been the Rangers, New York Jet, New York Rangers. I think that sounds right. I don't watch a lot of sports, so don't kill me if I get this wrong. Um, but I do remember him stating that when they won, when one team won, he no longer cared about them because, okay, good. They got to that place. I no longer have to focus on them. Uh, an ENTJ, I feel like, is more based around prestige, power, influence, um, some uh, sort of monetary uh, value in which they can be seen in society sometimes. Not all ENTJs will have this, of course, but like in this terms of like a big goal that they're going after, it's the prestige, the who's the best, who can I go after? And like sometimes they will go for the underdog, but it's not because they're the underdog. It's because of some other reason that they're like, okay, I can make them the best team that ever existed. And that's my goal is to make them the best team and to have them stand on top and to consistently stand on top. It's not because, oh, you're an underdog. That's why I'm going to do this. It's like, no, I'm going to mold you into becoming what I, I see and have a goal for. And if they're not going on that side of things, they're going for who's already at the top. And because they, I, I feel like um, ENTJs value efficiency a lot. Uh, and if it's mm -hmm. not efficient, they don't want it. But I could be wrong. Yeah, that would make sense for sure. Gary V's resistance to scheduling and how he makes other people schedule is also indicative of him being an ESFP. Because yeah. ENTJs can actually schedule pretty well and they don't mind it. And they also they don't need it, everything to be so immediate. They might have some immediacy because they have SE and tertiary, mm -hmm. but in general, they'll be okay with planning things out and go like, well, that can wait. I can factor it into this part of the plan. Whereas an ESFP will be like, no, we got to do it right now, right now, because yeah. I don't plan planning stupid. So yeah. we need to get it done as soon as it pops into our head. Yeah. And like, I think, I think the better comparison uh, people should have is not whether he's ENFJ or um, ENFP or ENTJ. I think the better comparison is, would it be like, at least from what I've seen from him, ESTP or ESFP? Because both of them have very similar energy. They have very similar goals. They can look very similar. Like an INFP can look like an INTP. A INTP can look like an INFP. An ESTP can look like an ESFP and vice versa. So yeah. it's not does whether does he have C is like no, he has C, but what's the second function? And uh, I feel like because he bases things off of passion, bases things off of authenticity, bases things off of the things that his parents taught him, bases things based off of his value system, that is what makes him more of a ESFP than an ESTP in that regard. Yeah, very well said, Samuel. Um, is there any last uh, comments that you'd like to make on Gary V to um, 
share your thoughts. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why the typology community might type Gary Vee as an intuitive is that they see him oh think like he has done a lot in his life and he's really cool and people have a tendency to type people they respect as intuitives Which for whatever reason. intuitive bias it's like intuitive bias there is like, yeah. i think that and I, I would agree with you i think the reason why a lot of people label gary v as an intuitive is because there is such a heavy heavy intuitive bias in the typology community. Like even in the people who study cognitive functions, there is a strong and heavy intuitive bias. And unless you like were living around other C users or Psi users or sensory types in general, you would have, because like, oh, okay, well intuitives, because so many times it's like, okay, well intuitives are like this or intuitives are like that or intuitives are good at doing this and intuitives are doing good at doing that. And then they'll look at the sensors and be like, well, they're only good at doing this. And like, they'll be, and they'll praise them for being good at doing that, but they don't, I think Heidi Preeb at one point mentioned that a lot of people don't realize how phi at times can seem as far more intuitive than necessarily ni or nai. Like phi is like in some ways mm -hmm. far more an intuitive function than yeah. a ni or like, yes, ni helps, yes, nai helps, but there is that sense of like the way we see it, phi and psi, and even in some degree C, have far more of this basic understanding of what's intuitive than necessarily an intuitive user. Because I, I feel like we don't understand what intuition means for like across the board and how each type is intuitive in their own way. And like some people will <laughs> attribute that to it being the intuitive function, but it's not always the intuitive function that is the one doing the uh, intuition type stuff. Yeah. For instance, if you ask ISFJs in the community if they knew their their type at the beginning, 90% will say that they typed out as INFJ first. And then it took researching and a lot of self-awareness to know that they're ISFJ. And what this says about the community is that they, we tend to kind of have this intuitive bias. Like if anyone has an ounce of imagination, that they, they get mistaken for intuitive. Like I have a lot of ISFJs telling me, I actually feel very intuitive. And it's because I related to the word um, intuitive that I thought I was an INFJ mm -hmm. for like 10, 20 years. And that, and that actually brings up an interesting point because I worked with an ISFJ when I created my comic and she's very artistic, very intuitive. But like, I feel like an ISFJ's intuitive is based on past experiences. Like they compartmentalize and they're like, mm -hmm. okay, what, what are the details that I know here? Okay, this is what I know. This is how I can utilize it. And then they, they have this intuitive way, especially if they're the creative type of ISFJ, of bringing that creativity out based on things that they already knew or are currently in the process of learning. Like for um, Psy users, I feel it's very much on what are they learning, what have they learned, and what are they utilizing from what they have learned and are currently learning. 
which leads them to utilize those more into like I I feel like um what's his name off of Parks and Rec Ben some the guy who ended up with the main female uh, character when he was creating his board game and he was the one who came into the company to audit and everything I can't remember his name so sue me um but when he was in a state of depression he was creating a board game. Which shows me that ISTJs also have this intuitive thing that's a part of them. But because people are so focused on the word intuitive, are you extroverted intuitive? Are you introverted intuitive? They mistakenly place that on people who don't have that in the top two functions. Absolutely. 100% agree. Thank you for having me on, Samuel. Yeah. And um, for those of you who are curious about the uh, the test that I did with Gary Vee, I did record it. But, no, oh, I don't know. If I get a thousand likes, maybe I'll post it. And if Gary Vee, of course, asks for it to, I don't know, probably won't. But I'll probably send it to him if he asks. But with that being said, thank you for coming on. And I do have another video I will want you uh, to be on for. But I'll talk to you about that after. <laughs> and uh, with that being said, I will see you guys next time. And I hope you learned something from this. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.